Um, so my name um, is Stuart. I'm one of the leaders here um, this morning. Um, and I'm going to be um, just sharing a little bit um, with you over the next 20 minutes or so. And it's been awesome to see Beth get baptised, to hear the shortened version, that was a shortened version of her, of her story. And I'd encourage you to ask Beth more, because she would love to tell you more detail about what she has shared. She'd also like to know your stories, because Beth loves to hear people's stories. And probably you will get a few random detours on the way, a few shiny moments, um, and things that you think, what's that relevant? But actually... Hearing each other's stories um, is about um, our journey of faith as well. And God has done so much, and it's great to see what Beth is saying this morning. Um, so, she's not, I don't think she's in the room, but I appreciate hearing that and seeing what she has said. And I'm going to encourage us today, wherever, wherever we're at with God, um, to think about how does God speak to us? Particularly, does how does God speak to us in culture? And we're in the middle of a talk series at the moment on Sundays, um, which you can catch up on our website under the talk section. And we're looking at hearing God. And this might be through prophecy, which Steve helpfully looked at last week, on dreams and visions, which Sue's going to look at next week, through the Bible, um, but all the other ways um, that God can speak to us. Um, and the writer and speaker, Pete Gregg, um, who also helped come up with this really useful app, which I'd encourage you to have a look at, even if you're not sure about faith. It's an app called Electio 365. And he was involved in creating this app. And it might help you in journey on hearing God speak. And he said this, it'll appear on the screen. The more we find God in his word, the Bible, the more our eyes are open to see him in his world. The more we hear him speak in private prayer, the more we are primed to discern his voice in the wider culture. Now it's quite mind-blowing to even think of the one who I would suggest created the universe, designed the universe, and us, and knows us, our best bits, our worst bits, the people nobody else sees. He wants to communicate with each one of us, personally, relationally, and consistently. And I want to encourage you that maybe today is a part about for all of us a day stepping forward into that narrative whether wherever your starting place is I'm not pretending and I've been a Christian for a very long time I'm not pretending I've got this nailed I'm on a long learning curve as I press in to see how God speaks to me and we're going to look at a short passage in the New Testament of the Bible which in a few minutes will appear on the screen or you can read, uh, there's some Bibles at the back or if you've got an app on your phone and it's from the book of Acts which basically is a book that's telling amazing situations and moments in the life of the early church which was started after Jesus had been killed, rose back to life, left the earth, empowered his followers by the Holy Spirit which is the Spirit of God living in them to go and turn the world upside down. And this book of Acts is quite a full-on journey. It's quite exciting. It's about turning the world upside down. Jesus' followers, who became known as Christians, have been on this journey for a very short space of time. 
And if you want to read their kind of exposure to Jesus, then have a look at, in the Bible, at Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. These books in the Bible, they're biographies. And the bit we're looking at today is about a character called Paul, who originally was fiercely anti-Jesus followers. He had an amazing, miraculous encounter with Jesus, which you can read in Acts 9. And his life did a 180. He then journeyed across the Roman Empire to tell anyone who would move or not move about Jesus. And we dip into his story in Acts 17, when he arrives in the city of Athens with a lot of intensity, a lot of controversy surrounding him. He'd just come from different places that he was kind of almost pushed out. In Acts 17, verse 6, it says this. These are the people that have turned the world upside down. That's who we're looking at today. And in Acts 17, verse 22, we read this. Paul then stood up in the meeting at the Areopagus. There, I've said the difficult word. And that's the high court in Athens. And said... People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at the objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they would inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your prophets, your own poets have said, we are his offspring. So Paul sailed to Athens um, from a place called near Bira. He came to the city he had probably never been to before. And like any tourist, he was ready to be impressed by his fame, this famous and historic city, which hundreds of years before was one of the most glorious, important cities in the world. But when Paul toured Athens, he was only depressed by the magnitude of idolatry that he saw there. And he faced a challenging audience in Athens. It was a cultured, educated city. It was proud of its history. It was a I guess an intellectual centre of the whole Greek Roman world and Paul starts by speaking at their level he sees and recognises that there are religious people there but he doesn't start in the Old Testament like he would if he's addressing the Jewish people proclaiming Jesus as Messiah rather he starts with their worship of an unknown God And uses that to explain Jesus to them. He was open and observant in that culture. 
He was open and observant in that culture. Paul wanted to reveal the identity of the unknown God. Apparently, according to historians, Athens was filled with statues to the unknown God. 600 years before Paul, a terrible plague hit that city. And a a guy had this idea. He let loose a a flock of sheep through the town. And whenever they lay down, they sacrificed the sheep to the god that, was, that had the nearest shrine or temple. If a sheep lay down near no temple, they sacrificed the sheep to an unknown god. It was deeply embedded in their culture. And Paul heard God speaking to him that now this is the time to call that out. This is the time to call that out. Corey Ten Boom who helped many Jewish people escape from the Nazis during the Holocaust. She was caught, arrested, sent to a concentration camp. She once famously said this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. So for us, we live in noisy chaotic, bewildering times, full of distractions. Things are moving very, very quickly. We find it hard to be still. We find it hard to slow down. We find it hard to plug ourselves into hearing. Does God speak now to us amongst the clatter, amongst the crashing of this world? I don't, tell, I don't have to tell you that our world is broken and messy. I don't need to kind of explain why. In our last few weeks in our culture, we've seen stuff that's happened that rocks us. We can be open to hearing God and observant to what is going on and what he is saying. Take, for example, in the media in the last few weeks, dominated by a small submarine with five mega-rich people heading down to the seabed to view the Titanic. It's, yeah, sad to see here that those people died. But 10 days beforehand, we hear of a migrant ship capsized near Greece with up to 600 migrants drowned who are desperately trying to speak to get to a safe place. My personal opinion is the disturbance of my comfortableness might be God speaking that these narratives need to change in the media, in our world. All life is valuable, yeah, but I'm disturbed that we fixate on something that maybe is not the right thing to fixate on. Our interaction with media, with social media, feeds us. It feeds us. It changes us. We need to change that. We need to step out. Ruth Valerio says this, tweeted this this week. Two boat disasters, one arising from excess wealth, one arising from excess poverty. Both are tragedies. But it seems we are only interested in one of them and have quickly forgotten the other. Most of you know here that we started a food bank here 11 years ago. Apparently, Tony, it was on Tuesday 11 years ago we started it. Facebook memories. (laughs) Stupid Facebook memories. (laughs) A crazy journey where we heard at that time in our culture, that God was challenging us, 
that people were in crisis and going hungry. We'd been observant to what was happening, but we needed to respond. Now, after a journey we hadn't expected to get to where we are now, I'm not going to rattle off the statistics. You probably all know that it's not very good where we are in our country. We feel God is speaking a different vision, a courageous vision. We feel God is saying, end the need for use of food banks in North Bristol and South Gloucestershire. That's courageous. Through changing policy, changing minds, changing communities. It's a whole talk in itself. But it is about saying that we need to change to see a society where Jesus' compassion and Jesus' words and actions are happening in our society. A just and compassionate society. We are open and observant to what is going on, but we need to respond. And as we hear God speaking in our culture, in our society, there is revelation and response. Paul goes on in this passage to open up what does it mean to be the unknown God. As they're looking at that phrase, to be an unknown God, who they're worshipping. He's saying about hearing in the culture that he's speaking into. He's preaching something. Rather than showing disappointment, disapproval, he turns on his head and says, revealing three things. God is the creator. In verse 24, he says, the God who made the world and everything in it, Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands. God is the creator. It's not an unknown God. God is self-sufficient, so he doesn't need us. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he gives himself, everyone, life and breath and everything else, it says in verse 25. But we all need him. God, in verse 27, God did this so that we would seek him and perhaps reach out to him. And find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. That's pretty huge stuff. He starts from a place of, is there an unknown God? To a place of revealing who God is. Inviting us, even now, to seek, reach out and find him. Maybe even today you've heard stuff that Beth shared or stuff that we sung or stuff that we've read in the Bible. And your heart and head is kind of going, oh, okay, I feel a bit, mm, something's going on. He's speaking to you. God is speaking to you. That is his character. And Paul goes on to, to quote one of their prophets. One of their, sorry, I keep saying prophets. He's a prophet. One of their poets in verse 28, in the, in the message translation of the Bible, it says, one of your poets said it well, we're the God-centred. Christians, to those who are Christians in this room, don't have the monopoly revealing who God is and revealing truth. God has revealed himself in creation, in culture, through the Bible, media, music, politics, sports, these are some of the things that shape our culture and that shape the culture across the globe. 
God is speaking through culture. So we'd never guess this because of the weather, but it's Glastonbury weekend. I'm just doing this to keep, see if you're still awake. I used to be in a rock band. In my late teens, early 20s, I now have a son who's exactly the same age. And for 10 seconds, here are some photos of me in a rock band that I've never shown here. We lived the dream of playing to music to crowds. We didn't get further than school halls, pubs, and um, art centres in Somerset, which is about as close as I ever got to Glastonbury. (laughs) Right, take that down now. (laughs) That'll do. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, music is in every culture, is a way that people can hear God speak, God's truth can be communicated. Whether it's the Beatles... Whether it's the composers, Handel, Beethoven, Rihanna. That's that's for younger people. Maybe even Harry Styles. (laughs) I'm not saying that we would necessarily say that Christians, um, that any of these people are Christians. They may be, but they are spiritual. God can speak for them. Are we observant to God's truth in music? that we are surrounded by. It can be a powerful revelation because God uses music throughout the Bible to combine words and melodies that echo songs of eternity. But the filter for us, which we talked about a few weeks ago, is the Bible. The uncomfortable bits, the comfortable bits. What we might be hearing through culture, through music, through politics, through media... Does it line up with what the Bible is saying of God's truth and God's revelation? If you're lingering, if you've got a lyric in your head, a picture from the media, a tweet from somebody, then I encourage you to pray. God, if you are showing me something of yourself and how you care for me and us, then how do I respond? Revelation and response. Here are a few thoughts from some musicians who affect culture. I've shared this one before, a quote from Bono, old, lead singer of U2. He was arguably a cultural prophet of his generation, someone who hears God and speaks into culture. He once said this, I often wonder if religion is the enemy of God. It's almost like religion is what happens when the spirit has left the building. Is he he right? I feel like that resonates with me a little bit. Maybe the rapper Stormzy, who is arguably a cultural prophet of this generation. In his new album that he released at the end of last year, he fuses his spiritual worldview with the day-to-day cultural issues that are important to him. He acknowledges there's tension between spiritual commitment and his self-confessed shortcomings. In this song, which he called Holy Spirit, he sings, If you knew the pressure, the pressure is on my shoulders. Father, help me hold this, because I can't bear the pressure. If you knew the burdens, the burdens are so heavy, but Lord, you made me ready to carry all my burdens. He carries on later and sings this, Although I'm far from perfect, I need you, God, to hold me close. Is that someone speaking 
God's heart into our culture. He's hearing it, he's responding it, he's flowing through him and he's singing it out. Maybe you've heard the Christian rapper, Governor B, whose recent album, The Village on Fire, brings his trauma of last August of suffering a racist attack and he speaks that out through music. His heart is to educate people to believe to educate people who believe that racism is still yesterday's problem or an American thing and to turn it around because for them to realise that it's very much a serious present issue and is everywhere. Also, he wants people to exp- who've experienced racism to be inspired with the hope and encouragement that he has found in Jesus. That is someone responding to our culture because they're hearing that God's heart, they're speaking it out into our culture. We must learn, we must learn to discern what is God, is God saying? That's the Bible. The Bible is the filter. And as I close, I want to encourage you that we must learn to listen more carefully, particularly not just to kind of music or media or to um, politics. We want to hear what is God saying through that, but we must really focus on God speaking to those and speaking through those on the margins, through children, through those in poverty or that life treads on, through those who suffer. In Matthew 5 in the Bible, a few books before, one of Jesus' biographies, we read these words. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. You're here to be light, bring out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. So whether you're here and you follow Jesus or not, I believe we all can get to do this stuff in our culture and our communities. When we realise that the good stuff that is happening is from God who designed us, it takes on a whole multi-dimensional plane, a depth that can actually move us to change our cultures. The seemingly small stuff that happens day by day in your life, when you lean into those on the margins, is actually a revelation of who God is. Because he wants us to be part of a plan to change this broken and messed up world. Even the small stuff, the conversations, the kind word, the smile, is hearing God speak and speaking it out through our actions, through our words. That's what Beth was saying on that beginning on that testimony. Whether it's here in Bristol or Zambia, she wanted to, to do that with the rest of her life. Hearing his voice, i.e. revelation, and responding. If you're part of church, either here or another church, then part of that journey is doing it together. Encouraging each other, standing alongside each other. To be open and observant in our culture. And then responding, both individually but together. And as I close, 
if you've never asked God to communicate with you, or you haven't done that for a long time, then maybe we pray this simple prayer. God, I'm open to you speaking to me. I'll be try to be observant to different ways that you do. Thank you that you reveal a deeper revelation who you are to me and I respond to you. That's the prayer that I want to encourage us to pray. We're going to have a, a moment in a minute to respond using some songs. But let's just pause for a second.